Hello, I'm Josh Wall, and frankly, I love movies. Before we start today, I just want to give a really big thank you to all of you who have been very patient with me during this brief hiatus. There were some technical difficulties that caused me to postpone for a while, but I am now back to the normal schedule. There will be a new episode out every other Tuesday for all of you to enjoy. But for right now, let's talk about a group of kids, young filmmakers to be exact, who while filming their monster movie, capture some suspicious activity on a train after it crashes. They then embark on a journey full of nostalgia, family drama, and of course, lens flares. I'm joined by my special guest Liam Dean to talk about the 2011 J.J. Abrams sci-fi underrated film, Super 8. Alright, are you ready to talk about Stranger Things before Stranger Things was Absolutely. Even so, okay, tell me why you picked this movie. I, I picked this because this is this movie's the reason I, I am into movies. This was my inspiration. Really? Like, and yeah, nothing I know it's nothing perfect or nothing amazing, but it's still I don't know. Holds a special place in my heart. Always always remember it. I agree with that completely because I saw this movie in theaters two thousand eleven. I was thirteen years old and I remember like looking at this group of kids, especially George, and being like, he's going out there and making his own shit. Like, that's so cool. And this was right around the time where I was like, maybe directing directing would be kind of cool. Yeah, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. Being behind the camera. And because at that point, you know, for my entire life, I wanted to be an actor, and then, which is, you know, completely different in front of the camera. And but then I saw this movie and I was and like this and like the social network were kind of the ones that kind of like moved me over. And it's it holds a definite special place in my heart. And so when I was watching it last night, I was making sure cuz like sometimes you know special movies you watch them again, they're not that Yeah, nice they good. always uh... Uh, so I was watching I was watching this movie and like making sure it's hold up and while I have a few more flaws with it, not big flaws, I still think it is a great movie. Right. I and will give it a title of a great movie. Like you said, like before uh, before this was the pre Stranger Things, this you could this came if this came out just five years later, mm-hmm. it'd be a much bigger success. It would, yeah, for sure. And that's like that was the thing. When I first saw the trailer for Stranger Things, the very first, literally the first thought that popped in my head, I was like, this is super eight. Like, I want to see, I want to watch it. And it is. Like, they're so similar. But, like, it's such a fun, like, intriguing movie. It's so well And I'm a huge J.J. Abrams fan. I Same. always have yeah, He been. gets so much undeserved crap. He does. Just for really apparently does. existing. And he's, so, he's so cool. He's so nerdy. He's so creative. Like, he's so he's, good at what he does. Yeah. He's... He true. It's like this. This movie's probably this, and his television shows are probably like his own original ideas. And most films he's done are like you know reinventing other franchises. So I can see where it's kind of hard to evaluate you know himself when he's worked on other people's properties. But this movie just I think shows that he he's, he's got it. He's still very creative, and he still like puts a lot of effort in. And you know J.J. Abrams' style. Like you just I don't know. I'm so inspired by him, and he's such like. He's such a nerd, and he's <laughs> such a cool guy. He seems like such a nice guy in interviews, and I love that. Yeah. I love it so much. Um, so what is it like... Th- th- okay, so this came out in 2011. A very, like, the early 10s were such a weird time for movies. Like, overall, there was a lot There was a lot of alien movies, but there was a lot of, like, kind of just... Marvel was just getting its footing, and franchise movies were just kind of... In kind this of. Bit. This was before the, the first Avengers. This was yeah. before that was... It was the year before, yeah. yeah. And it was, and like, I don't know, there was just such a very, like, 
interesting like group of movies that came out there was like some dramas or the big blockbuster dramas or like the big kids it was such a weird year for movies like 2011 that's when the artist won best picture and hugo was big and the, it was such an odd what what about this movie do you think makes it so special um and makes people kind of like because it has a really good rewatchability factor it does so what about this movie like can grab people or like can like really kind of make you think or uh, like just kind of like what is it that like people are attracted to this movie with what do you think I mean obviously the aliens aspect of it obviously the, the, yeah that's the I guess the more massive people too but really it's the, the time period at all uh-huh. like, like think about today like everything is a throwback to something yeah there's nothing like like this was like the precursor to like you know going back to like 80s or you know kids on bikes their neighborhood you know just yeah, close neighborhoods or like a tight knit family. Yeah, right? and just you know, kids just they're you know bickering at each other, having fun with each other. Like it's just, I don't know. It's a time I wish I wanted. This was like, this was the movie. This movie when I first saw it, I was like, this is when I became that uh, notorious. Yo, I was born in the wrong generation. Uh-huh. So yeah. that's that's definitely I think most of the appeal the, that comes to this. Yeah, and it, it definitely. I know I already said it, but it's like it was Stranger Things and it. Like before those movies, or like ET, um, it just like kind of has, and I mean, obviously produced by Spielberg. And yeah, that's that's, what, like, it shows. It oh, shows. yeah, it does show. So let's do some internet research here. So Super Eight sci-fi uh, drama written and directed by J.J. Abrams. Um, I think it was his first real like original movie, like you said. Right. Um, before this was a uh, number of television shows, and then Mission Impossible, Impossible Three, three. He, the Star Trek reboot. Right. He yeah, that's right. He did the Star Trek reboot, and then he did this. He wrote a movie with Harrison Ford called Deacon's Instructing uh, Harry, um, which was uh, something completely different. He just wrote that, um, and produced by the great Steven Spielberg. And it definitely seems like this is something that would attract Spielberg because oh the, yes, it's very E.T. Close Encounters, but has like some great you know character moments in it, like. Um, I don't know. It feels a lot like Close Encounters because... Have you seen Close Encounters? Oh, yeah. It seems a lot like that because there's a lot of... In that movie and in this movie about, um, like, father drama like um, or, like, family drama. That's a bit, Yeah. That was a popular, like, Spielberg trope, yeah. I guess. Especially it, with fathers, especially. Yeah, because he had a lot of trouble with his father, so it's, like, it's, a, it's in his movies a lot. Right. Much more in Close Encounters and in The Last Crusade. Um, so it's it stars a lot of people who at, at earlier were not, you know, that well-known. Uh, Kyle Chandler, obviously, people knew him from Friday Night Lights. Lights, yeah. Um, but everyone else, not a lot of people knew. Um, there was, the in terms of the kids, there's Ella Fanning. This Who's was like, become, I think, the most successful since this. Yeah. Now this she's is, like this, an indie movie darling this, now. Yeah, this was her, like, big break. This yeah. was her, you know. And uh, Joel Courtney, who you don't see that. Much of, I don't see that much of, uh, but yeah. he was—he's like I, I want. I remember th- seeing an interview with him, like around the time this movie came out. He planned on like finishing school, an admirable uh, uh, tra- trade he had there. Yeah. He planned on finishing school, going to college, and all that. And yeah, no, I, I kind of I wish he'd do more. He was really solid. I'd, yeah, I'm curious to see what he. All the child performances, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, were all really good. Um, Gabriel Basso, Noah Emmerich, who plays the bad guy, yes, who we've seen bad um, evil military yeah, guy, absolutely. <laughs> Um, Ron Eldard, Riley Griffith, Ryan Lee, and Zach Mills. That's the all the kids. Um, and of course, uh, music by Michael Giacchino, which who is just like can yes. do no wrong, incredible. Oh yes, he's he's tied for my favorite 
composer. I'm a diehard Hans Zimmer fan, but Michael Giacchino, I am. I love both him and Michael Giacchino so much. They're just like, I don't know, there's something about Michael Giacchino who can do, he does like eight different things in all of his scores and they just meld like so well together. (laughs) It's it's melody. It's usually, I feel like there's not a lot of that in scores now. As much like Hans Zimmer too, it's like he sometimes... There's not, he sometimes is well at fault for this, but there's no like, you know, those memorable, like melodic strings, like, like what John Williams was so famous for. That's what Michael Giacchino, Giacchino, never got his name right. That's what I always, that's what I felt from this movie. It's very intoned with that. And yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, And uh, cinematography by Larry Fong, who I'm not very familiar with. The only other thing I knew he had done is, I believe, the Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. That's true. Oh, he's a big... Okay, so he's known for... He did all of Zack Snyder's films. Oh, my. I will say, though, the best thing about Zack Snyder films is the way that they look. It is. Because they all, all of them, look amazing awesome they all look so crisp and clean it and you can kind of see there's in this movie as for low budget as it is it does have those kind of big epic shots that like you know move and it's like it's very well done um for the cinematography and um had a budget of 50 million dollars and made a box office return of 260.1 million dollars so just very good in today's standards that's like eh which is was, insane. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it's like it, it, that's there's a return. Yeah, you know, there's definitely a return. Um, but it definitely could have been. It could have been, been, been a little bit a lot yeah. better. I mean, yeah. your average blockbuster day day today will easily go past five hundred million for sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously it depends on you know what movie or right, right. You know, any superhero, mm-hmm. science fiction, action driven. Yeah, for sure. So the received very positive reviews um rotten tomatoes gave it an 82 percent, which is very good That's solid mm-hmm. it is um has an average rating of 7.4 out of 10 and it has currently has a 7 out of 10 on imdb and a 72 on metacritic so you know some people aren't the biggest fan of this movie now, right. i'm not saying it's a movie for everybody but i feel like it's it's an underrated movie it I really like, is i feel like this movie was a, it was like it came out and i feel like a lot of people i knew or at least like in the year followed, you know, talked about it. And then it was kind of, it, it just kind of is like, it's its own special thing now. And it's not one that like, you know, it's not like J.J. Abrams, other things, all of the Star Trek and Star Wars. But I feel like not a lot of people talk about this movie as no, much. No, you're right. I think more people remember the alien, but there's so many other things that happen in this movie, you know? Yeah, this. You said you were how old were you? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. I was eleven, so I th- I felt like I was the only one who knew what this movie was. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing this movie in an empty theater wow. when I went to go see it. If it, it may have been like completely empty or just a couple of the people, but it was on like a Saturday afternoon opening weekend and barely anybody was there. Opening week? Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and it, But it was like, I don't know, because I went in and I was expecting one thing because the trailer is completely different than what you think. Like, not to say it's misleading, but it's there's so that, much more because you get yeah. the what's the mystery and it sets up the mystery notoriously abraham abram's trait of all his trailers what's going on yeah. what's this look <laughs> at these cool things yeah he's really good at doing guess what they are yeah <laughs> um so and i don't know ever since i saw it it's always stayed with me and not a lot of movies can say that i feel no and if, like I from agree. like being since i was 13 
you know, not a lot of movies will be like, I saw it and I loved it. And it stays that way. You know, I can always say a lot of movies, I'll be like, I loved it. But then it's slowly kind of like, oh, yeah, that, that movie. Forgot about that movie. All right. But like this movie, I don't know. I keep coming back to it after a while. I won't. And, and I, I rewatched it again a few years ago. And even then I was like, yeah, this movie's still like, I, I don't know. It would do so well to, I, I keep, I don't know. It just festers in my mind when I hear people talk about, oh, it's. When they talk about something uh, like a new movie just came out, that it's like, oh, it's look at this, it's such a throwback to the '80s, a time in which I could have lived. And I'm like, but yeah. don't forget this one. Don't forget Super Eight. Don't forget yeah. this. It like, started it. Exactly. I was yeah. Exactly. It's it was way ahead of its time. Like had this movie, come out, <laughs> ironically, ahead ironically, of its time. Uh, ironically, in 2011, this movie was because we didn't get a lot of the nostalgia because that's what people are like hell bent on nowadays is the nostalgia factor. Oh yeah. And I'm not saying there's, that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what we see so much now. And you didn't really see that a lot. No, it, this, that's how this stood out then. Because mm-hmm, yeah. this was the only thing, mm-hmm. the, the only nostalgia-driven picture for its time. And nowadays, and it, it nowadays it would get lost, I feel like. It'd get lost in its... A lot of people would be like, oh yeah, we've seen it. Oh yeah, you know? we get it. But this is like, you know, it's so inspiring. It's like, and people who love Stranger Things should watch this movie, I feel like. You know, really, yeah. So, and I don't know. I, I feel like it should be talked about more. So that's what we're going to do. So, oh Yeah. go scene by scene and talk about this movie and we'll do give a critique of it are you ready yeah i'm ready okay so we open it's uh, 1979 um we're in uh, ohio lillian ohio and i actually actually had to look that up because i wasn't sure where <laughs> it took place and we open on this scene of a steel mill worker changing the t- uh, the number of days it's been since an accident and they change it to one and you're kind of thinking like what does that mean and we cut to a funeral and we realize that the young um this young boy joe the lead character his mom died in an accident all of his friends were at the funeral and i remember when i saw this movie and that happened and i was just like (laughs) what because i didn't expect that to happen at all i'm not saying it was just like so out of left field but in a good way because i was expecting like it's an alien movie, you know, because I was at this age where it was just like, yeah, spectacle. Let's yeah. fucking go, you know. But it was like, I wasn't Ooh. expecting this deep drama. I like it was so but it's so well done. Like it's a good like it's a good thing. Right. It's, and it, it doesn't over explain. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. There's no in those first two opening shots, no dialogue whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But in those opening two shots, it sets up the whole it's, whole context, the it's whole conflict. really good visual storytelling. It absolutely. really is. And um, his friends are there, and I have to say, this is a perfect example of how good the dialogue is. The dialogue in this movie is so well written, and these kids are so good. I love all of these. Ch- all of the child they're performances so, are like spot on. They're so good. They're um, ad libbing. They're they're one liners. Mm-hmm. They're witty. So good. Like just have that uh, fascinating back and forth. They're just like you can totally tell instantly that they're friends and that they need each other and that they rely on each other. They each have their own personality. I love that. Um, uh, Charles is the um is the filmmaker and uh Carrie's the guy who blows shit, shit. up. So <laughs> Gabriel's the one who just vomits. Mm-hmm. And then they like Martin. Bring, and they bring up yeah Martin <laughs> and then they bring up the fact that like oh, they like 
Oh, they had um, they had like turkey rolls or like uh, like turkey rolls. Like, they're talking about. <laughs> they're, it's so good. They like meld the fact that they're talking about Joe's mom who died, died. and the food that they're eating. And they're all like, "What? What happened to her? Oh my god! Yeah, they di- <laughs> Whoa, she got crushed by. Like, yeah. It's so passive. It is. It's like awesome. It's so great. And that's how you know, like, you find out that yeah, Joe's mom uh, passed away, and so he's sitting outside on the uh, on the swing. And he's kind of and, and this is this first scene alone shows you how good the cinematography is. Cinematography in this movie is really good. Like it just looks crisp. I have like one issue with it, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But like overall, like the stuff in the snow, and you can tell it's an Abrams movie because of the colors. Of yeah, it, because it's like the it's, cold, harsh blue. Yeah, very on his fa- against his face. That's like all of the shots in this movie. There's always like this feeling of just cold. Yeah, that's what a lot of Abrams stuff is. It's just like you just feel cold, or like there's like a white outline of a person when it's dark. You know, like you see that a lot. Because anything, everything he did before this was very sleek, like Mission Impossible, very sleek setting. Star Trek, obviously, very orange. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, very orange, and then. Yeah, Star Trek became kind even of in something as rustic as like you know a 1970s small town. It still feels very fresh. Yeah, and clean. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then this guy who we we, we don't know who, but uh, well, we, we find out later that it's um, uh, Louis Danyard came the to man the, who is responsible is responsible. Yeah. Um, but we don't know that yet. So we just right. see this kind of random guy um pull up in a car that does not turn off after like you know two minutes um goes in and kyle chandler comes out immediately throws him in the van and it's clear that kyle chandler is pretty you know emotionally distraught right by this and i mean with good reason because it's his wife he just arrests him too yeah i'm not sure what i i don't i'm not sure what that was going what what was that what was going to happen after that yeah it must have just been a I probably just straight out of anger. I don't know if he was either that or if he was like drunk and he was dry. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's a small thing, but I, I don't know where. Yeah, he just yeah. arrests him unless he was just like, you have to go. And then he didn't leave. And he was just like, you're in that case. Yeah, house. that's yeah. I guess that makes sense. You can kind of suspend your disbelief a little yeah. bit um, for that. So it's clear that like, you know, and this is in like February. So like there's a bunch of snow all around and it's just like, it's just such a bleak scene, you know, and you feel, and you just feel immediately for this kid cause he's got for, for Joe cause he's got this, this locket that uh, was his mom's and he holds on to it. That's like his, you know, his thing that'll come back uh, later for a visual metaphor. But I, I just instantly, I feel for him cause he's so alone and he right. just, and, and he, I feel like he like relied on her and he relied on the family. And then now he just feels so far away. Um, but it's a great setup to all the characters because you got Kyle Chandler who comes out and arrests the guy and he's such a hard ass and he's like dealing with his own personal stuff. Joe who feels kind of isolated and now like super distraught and his friends who care about him but also like have their own agenda and they each have their own personality. And they're not afraid to just show that. No, they're not. No, they're not. But it's such a great opening scene. It is. Great opening scene because you got great visual storytelling and because essentially that's it's what the movie's really about mm-hmm. like like spielberg spielberg when he describes et it's like he doesn't describe it as like you know alien befriends a kid it's about a broken family re- putting itself back together yeah like mm-hmm. don't focus on the extra you know science fi- sci-fi elements because that's not it's not really the story right it's yeah. not the emotional core exactly at least and then we cut because you need a palate cleanser after a scene like that. Right. Four months later, last day of school. It's sunny. It's bright. It's like it's warm. ELO's playing. It's a good time. Yeah, exactly. ELO always good. ELO always good for a soundtrack. Always good. Always good. Um. So, and then uh, 
Joe's a little bit pep, like more peppy, and then Charles, who's the director of the film, you know, he's worried if it's going to get finished. And I'd like to say they've been working on this film for four months now. Like, I don't know if they took like a break or if they've just been going straight through. Like that's that, <laughs> and I don't know. I'm not back... saying that's. I'm, I'm not at all like saying that that's a plot hole or a story issue. I'm honestly just a little curious. <laughs> like, what was their process? <laughs> and so he's saying that he wrote some. He wrote a new character. He wrote some new lines, and I and I love that he like wrote it on like a loose leaf notebook. And Dude, he's, that's like, what I did. That's like, what it, I ended up doing because of this movie. Yeah. I'd write everything on loose leaf paper. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, it's like when my friends would write like you know their own little things. I mean, granted we grew up with computers but like we get the idea and we'd write it all and like we would tell our friends and then we, we still do that and it's <laughs> like it, it gets like this childhood wonder and I, I just love it because i mean that's like kind of what like i said it's what we're doing right now in film school but like they they're just little kids and they're doing it like for and they're all like you know 13 year olds and they're just doing it because they love it and i i don't know I, I just love that about this movie, and it's very personal to jj abrams too because that's exactly right. what he did and that's where the story came from uh and so yeah they're making a small zombie movie and charles says he wants uh he got alice danyard to be in the movie and she can drive so that was the whole so when he said that at first i was like oh she's like 16 but no she actually (laughs) ella fanning at the time of filming this movie um was uh 13 she was she's uh, she's my age right now yeah yeah she's so she's currently she's 20 right now so she, we me and her are the same age um but i was like oh so she's a lot older and then i was and then i kind of went down the rabbit hole like well that's weird that him and her like but then i was like oh wait no it's fine they're all yeah. 13 years oh they're all the same yeah it's it just was, back then kids just more mm-hmm. often stole their parents cars yeah. and knew how and, to drive and she kind of needed to because of the family yes. situation that she had yeah um so charles isn't filming okay and so he so we get a little bit of a sense of the family life that they're all kind of living in. You know, Charles is kind of in this very crowded house. There's too many kids in that house. He is There's the way too many kids in that house. It's Just never no. quiet. Never quiet. The way, oh my god! Even the way he talks back to his mother still cracks me up. Oh yeah, when he's like, "Shut up, Mama! I'm coming." <laughs> and and like. uh you know, Joe is still like. It's just still. I think it's why probably he goes there all the time mm-hmm. because it's. I don't he know. He doesn't feel right in his own house. You know, he's so quiet. He's alone. Mm-hmm. He's. It's the family he kind of wishes he'd had. Yeah. Because you know we all wish for what we don't have. Uh-huh. And, you know, he wants the crowded family. Yeah, exactly. And he even goes like when he goes to dinner with his dad. Like he shows him this like pamphlet for like a football camp. Oh or yeah, some like sports that. Uh, something sports that he has to camp. go away for the summer. And he's like, I gotta help Charles, and he's loyal. It shows his loyalty. loyalty. Yes, exactly. And he's like, I want to do, you know, I want to do what I want to do. It's all, you know, it. Why can't you like focus on that? And I feel for him. It's so frustrating because you know we've been there, and but I also can't fault. I'm not mad at Kyle Chandler's character. Oh, I can't I, be. I mean, it, it's frustrating, but I also, you know, no I one. Only certain people know what it's like to lose someone that yeah, close to he's them. So, he's, and we all deal with it in yeah. such different ways. Yeah, he's a complex character. His name is uh, Deputy Sheriff Jack Lamb. Jack Lamb. What a name. What a name. Lamb. Yeah. Um, so we get that like kind of... And then they all sneak out and they go... Um, to shoot at to, a train station. Shoot, shoot at the train station, but they're waiting somewhere for Alice to pull up. And they're singing uh, My Sharona. My Sharona. And it's like... It's such a small moment, but it's like so fun because they're just like all together and they're just doing it. And she pulls up in this in the same car from earlier, and she's like, "Oh, it's the deputy's kid." No, like he like 
like he's gonna tell me like, he's already seen me in the car jackass you know <laughs> and it's so it's such and it's a weird foreshadowing because he she says what because clearly when you first when you when they first mention the name alice Stainer, there's like a look on his face it's like what mm-hmm. he clearly has an affinity for her yeah sees her that night first thing she says is his name even though it's not quite in the context you look, it just says something that's going to yeah. come later. But also, I mean, their families are both kind of infamous in the town. Yeah. Because, you know, hit, like Joe's family, you know, his his mom passed away. And then her dad, you know, Lewis is like a, you know, he's like, it's he's a, like, history. A, it's he's a, like a deadbeat. So yeah. like it's kind of like known. But yeah, it's like, oh, you got Alice Daniel. But yeah, he's, it's clear that there's something, something like, there. Mm-hmm, clearly. And and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but they, you know, they get in, they get in the car and like everyone's like, you know, they all just are like shouting over the music and just like having their own like banter. And they, they just work so well together as a team, you know, they and do. He, and offers is... him a Twizz- he offers her a Twizzler <laughs> and it's like, you know, don't drive too fast. And like Carrie's like, yeah, I can like, I can blow up like that. That's what you want to hear mm-hmm. when you're underage driving a car, how much you can blow up. Yeah. <laughs> So they get to uh, the train station, and I love when so they're setting it up, and uh, Martin is, is that's his, that's the sick kid's name, Martin. Martin, right? yeah. yeah, he's the actor. The and, yeah, he's the he's the actor, and he's like, I just memorized my lines. He's like, Well, I wrote a new page. I, wrote a new- like, I, I can't memorize this. Like, you'll memorize it, and you'll like it. It's trying to convince him. Look, it flows better. Yeah, it flows. It's fine. Yeah, and like they use like all like the. they're just so like they just it's so cool to see this young production team like work together i love it and so efficiently too yeah he sounds like a hard ass but like he really is in charge can you stop blowing shit up up for one second (laughs) (laughs) so good oh and he's like but could you say it this way and she's like well how do you want me to say it and he's like i'm just trying to direct (laughs) it's It's like like, all right so he's he's directing it's like oh she's like yeah yeah we get it i was like okay just directing yeah god god <laughs> and so they're doing uh it's clear that um joe has like joe's kind of like an artist so he does like he does the makeup and he does the special effects right. and like, things like that that's pretty cool um and he's really good at it apparently and, and, and that sets up like the more like romantic moments bef- between uh, her yeah. between him and um alice yeah anytime because it's such a that's such an intimate, you know, thing. They're doing makeup or getting so yeah. close. Like that's I see what you did there, JJ. Yeah. I see what you did. And he and she's like kinda she feels bad for him. You know, it's like, oh I'm sorry. So, so it's hard to talk. So she seems all, you know, like like oh, you know, yeah, passive edgy, and edgy yeah. like that. But she's really just She's holding some like she's holding some stuff in and she does feel bad for him. Like she like she's it's like a, what's she gonna do if she really liked him? What, hit on him after yeah. you know his t- Yeah, she's her. a good she's a really good character because like she she's like, you know, she's angsty because it's like the age that she's at but also like she cares and she knows like the past and it comes out later but like you know you you get a sense of like you know she's, she's we'll get good... to that scene later but we definitely we definitely understand then she tells us herself how she really feels mm-hmm. and well yeah. that's down the line yeah and she's actually like a really good actress and she like you know she does the, the oh. monologue and she does a really good job and like you know everyone really really likes her and then the train comes, and I love when Charles is like, production value! <laughs> and so they've run to get it, and this is the this is the kickoff. This is the kickoff. And I knew this scene was coming, um, but I f- forgot how, how it goes. And so I, when I was sitting there, and I was like, I know, I know the truck is going to turn. 
I, I know it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it to say, guys, watch out, and for shit to hit the fan. But I forgot how crazy this train sequence is. It's insane. And it's un- and not in a bad way. So, like, so they're doing the scene again. The train comes by, and they're freaking out. And they even have, like, that ticking time clock where it's like, uh, the- oh, I didn't put film in the camera. I'm like, what, you yeah. asshole? Like, put it in. And yeah, they're, they're like, all running around. Out. Yeah, and he's trying to memorize his lines. And then it's just like, oh. And then, you know, uh, Joe turns around, and he sees a truck. And I thought at first, I was like, is he a drunk driver? I was like, that's really stupid. Like, <laughs> not that he's drunk, but like, what no, a one's, plot point. no like, one's that what? drunk. No one's that drunk to turn. Like, on to, like well, it was. Uh, he could be depressed on top of the drunk. Maybe. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah, but maybe so that's, that's just, you know, the quick thinking. And so he sees it and he goes, guys, watch out. And the truck hits it, explodes. And. Everything every sing- goes to shit. Every like, single car. Every single car like is just exploding and like going off the rails and it's just like everything it's so insane. And you could probably look at that and be like in no way shape or form is that probable, but that does not in any way make it less intense. Like I was like so glued. Yeah. I was watching this last night and I was just like I can't like it's so grim it feels so real like it doesn't like i'm sure there's some cgi in there but it looks real like they use sets and shit oh yeah they they blew they blew shit up yeah they really did and it even looks like it looks like that's happening like you can and it doesn't end it just doesn't and they're running and there's it's just the two of them get like under the train station and like as a giant car i remember yeah plows through the entire station demolishing it and they're underneath it. yeah and it just keeps going there's like so the cars are going everywhere that happens and then one of the cars explodes and then another explosion of the little and it's just like it just keeps (laughs) going it doesn't stop and i like couldn't stop watching it it's so and i remember in the theater it was so like just nail biting you're just like oh my god because you you do feel like the way it's filmed you do feel like you're there because it's close and then like it's just all around you and it's done so well but like i just can't stop watching it it's so good it seems nonsensical from like the perspective from like the from the kids because you know they don't know any what's going on that's why it doesn't seem like you know physics are coming into play but like you said who cares it was awesome it it doesn't really matter like honestly because it's like I, I I get it. Like I get why they did that. But like at the same time, it's fine. I'm like I'm not I'm not an engineer. I'm not gonna know yeah. like how this shit happened or a scientist or anything. I'm not gonna know like the actual schematics of how that works. But like it's so damn good. And I'm not just saying it from an entertaining spot. I'm saying from a filmmaking standpoint, it's filmed so well. Like there's not shaky camp because like i mean abrams is kind of a pioneer handheld he was i remember the the digitally manipulated like the in post-production he added shakiness to like mi3 Mm -hmm. mission impossible 3 that yeah wasn't necessary but like not even like i i say like handheld not like shaky i'm sure there's like some shake but it's not like you know, yeah, you know, shitty you, you totally movies. you can see what's going on. Yeah, you can like follow, and it's like the colors are so because it's like it's the blue, but then the orange, the and red, it's just like yeah. yeah, the red, and it's just like oh my god, and you feel so like like bad for these kids, and you know you get that emotional moment where he finds the blood, and you're like oh, oh I remember it, I literally remember being in the theater, and I was like holy <laughs> shit. That's so ballsy. They killed her. <laughs> um, but she appears very... Actually, another very well shot scene. He's looking down, and then she appears in the background. The end, I actually... Out of I focus. Was, I was fooled because I didn't see it at first. Really? So I, when I was rewatching Ooh. it last night, I was just watching his face. I was like, oh, she's going to come up like... I thought it was like right behind him, like here. Yeah. But she's at a distance and out of focus. So I was just like, oh, and she's in like the 
trench coat. So I was like, oh, that's just Martin. And then I look and then she sees. So I was like, oh, she's right there. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and it's the and everyone freaks out when he goes under the car. Because he just he, he tries to look for what's there and everyone's like, why would you do it? No, yeah. stop. But that also shows that he cares. Because he does. Because he's like, he's like it, he honestly... I mean, you wouldn't have known if that was your fake blood or if it was a real person. So, like, but he goes anyway, and he's just like, you know, if it, he wants to help. And I was like, bravo to him. And, like, you know, they're all just, and Martin's, like, throwing up. <laughs> Martin, and, you okay over there? Gives <laughs> <laughs> was, like, a fucking thumbs, thumbs up. up. So <laughs> funny. Um, so they walk over to the, the truck, and... This is one of the potholes I realized. Not a pothole, but one of the nitpicky things. There's a lot of like nitpicky things I saw. I noticed. And a head-on collision like that. But, you're right. But and so there's a lot of nitpicky things throughout this movie. But there isn't like the big. Yeah. There's know, no so, big. Yeah. So like, I was like, I mean, we see the explosion. The truck looks pretty all right. Like it's. I think the bed's gone, but the front of the truck is which pretty the good. The front of the truck, which is what hit the train yeah it hit the train <laughs> and exploded like. yeah it was gone yeah and the our driver was a uh, new character dr woodward mm-hmm. who apparently appeared he is their chemistry teacher from school and there and he's very of course bent out of shape this scene has like one of my favorite lines in the movie and he's like it's the chemistry teacher you know dr woodward uh having fourth period and he goes oh I never had him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, like, it's such a small line, but the way that, like, uh, Martin delivers it is just wow. brilliant. I wasn't it's, in his class. Wow, Shut am. up, Martin. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Martin. <laughs> so great. And how he, like, let alone the fact that the truck, you know, blew up and is still there, that he's still alive regardless. If the truck didn't explode, he probably still would have been dead. And he didn't like, lose anything. He didn't lose an arm or a yeah. leg. And he, he just, was, like, he's just got, he's got some scrapes head everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he says that uh, it, he looks like they find, like, this map. Yeah, of, he like, was holding onto a map. And it was tracking this train. Map down train routes. And he said, like, you gotta, like, you got, and, and he wakes up with a jump scare, you know, like that, which is, which is scare. creepy. It got me. Yeah. And I was like, I thought he was still alive. And then bam, I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, so he, um, like, puts the map and then holds the gun up and is like, you guys gotta get out of here or everyone you know and love will die. And I thought he was gonna shoot himself, um, but he doesn't. And it shows that, like, okay, that means that he meant to hit the train. He wanted to hit the train. You know, it was purposeful. And you're like, okay, so now you're thinking, what's well, on the train? And I love that's one, also another one of my favorite shots when the train hits the car and the camera falls over and you hear everything and the ticking of the camera. And yeah. then when the whole thing ends, the camera runs out of film. I like that kind of start and end point with the camera. That's cool. Um, and then there's that tension-filled scene where they have to run back to the car and like, you know, freak out, and like they go, 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 and, go, go. and, and they pick up of... all their film. They go out of their way to pick up all the film equipment. Yeah, and he, which was actually smart. You may, at, at first I was like, oh, okay, so they're just being. It's more humorous that they're going back for all their stuff and not, you know, clearly getting out of there. However, if they were to leave their stuff. That is evidence to all these dangerous people. That, exactly. Like, it's weird. You could interpret that both ways, actually. Like, were yeah. they being smarter? I say, I say they were being smart because they needed yeah. that. I think that was, yeah, that was good. And it also think of like from their perspective, they're thirteen year olds. Yeah, they probably would go back for the camera. <laughs> they would want to keep their shit. It does work both ways. It does. I, I'm for the fact. I think it was a good. It makes sense for them to do that, especially Charles, because he's like you know he's for the movie, so he right. wants to get all the shit. You know, they left the film boxes behind, but whatever. Um, and while they were driving away, 
I was like, how do they not see the car? And then they're like, did you get a plate? Did you get a plate? No, I didn't see the plate. And I was like, ah, Abrams, you got me you again. Tried, oh. You got me again. You Just covered your tracks. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people, like a lot of Air Force people at this, and they get the film boxes, and they're like, oh, okay. And that's like kind of a clue. Um, so the Air Force takes over. They wake up the next day, and it's all over the news. Um, and, you know, they're trying to hide it. Like, they can't tell anyone about it. They're, like, freaking out on the way home. And Martin's like, I'm actually crying. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that Put was... Put gun at us. Yeah. I think, like, even Carrie's like, that was so sweet. <laughs> Those were so awesome. That was fucking crazy. It was huge. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and, and Joe's like, are you okay? And I love, uh, what's her name? Uh, Alice. Alice. She's just like, no. <laughs> I was like, yeah, good answer. Good answer. Um, so the next day they're like kind of freaking out because they don't really know what to do and they're just like we can't tell anyone about this we have to keep this between ourselves oh yeah so they go to get the film developed and the guy at the store is <laughs> motherfucking simon <laughs> <Yeah>. from seventh heaven <laughs> i've never saw seventh heaven mm-hmm. i remember I just, seeing that just... in the theater and i was like who is that <laughs> i recognize him but i never really followed up on it and then when i rewatched a couple years ago i remember seeing it and i was like no way. <laughs> no way. I never saw Seventh Heaven. I, he was but like I my love favorite. his character, Donnie. Yeah, like this so the good. stoner film developer Kodak. He's and literally he's like, all right, so it's uh, I can do it as a rush, you get back in like three days. This. And he's like, You guys wanna buy some pot? <laughs> it's like, dude, these are thirteen year olds. <laughs> and then he asked Charles if his sister's seeing anybody. Oh, yeah, it's like and uh, just so you know, uh yeah, that's over between us. Yeah, just let her know that. <laughs> And I love that that comes back into play uh, later. So they go to get the film developed, and oh, the, and when they were driving back, Charles was like, "The focus ring fell off," and so they have to <laughs> fix the focus ring. Yeah, so the the camera's broken, so they have to use his dad's camera. Yeah, and then we find out that all the dogs are running away. That's that was, a common, mm-hmm. I guess, trope against us because you know dogs are the all seers. They see everything coming, and I, actually, that is one of my favorite shots in the movie when he puts up the his lost. Uh, Lucy. Lucy, yeah, for their for his dog, and then he just backs up, and it's like, oh, there's so many more. So it's it's pretty. It's one of those good send like good lead ups. There's a bunch of good lead ups, like in the car in the car insurance or the car sales. Like all their engines are just yeah disappearing yeah. There's everywhere. a lot of weird things like yeah, definitely going on in this town. So it's so good like, set. They're good setups. Yeah, so it's like the dogs are running away, including his own, and uh, all the cars they're like losing motors that one woman is losing like all the microwaves in her store and at the press conference they're like i think the russians are behind (laughs) it (laughs) and it's at that point if you rule out extraterrestrials and i couldn't actually think about what else you'd say as funny as and ridiculous as it is well i mean it makes sense that they would just go to that because i mean it's a little heavy-handed just because it's like you're making a 2010 movie or 11 movie about the 80s so you like kind of have to gotta mention the Russians. gotta have that russian conspiracy all like, the theorist in there and it's just this like middle-aged woman <laughs> like just crazy like woman who just owns like an appliance I think it's the soviets store. applause yeah applause. just fantastic fantastic and i love when the guy stood up like am i am i ham radios and everyone's like oh, oh my god. god but he's the one the he and then he's like yeah i'm getting like military frequencies Ooh. and so that leads them down the hole of like now they can like look for him and so when they're when they're learning about the um, the military devices and the, the the radios, they find out about Operation A Walking Distance. 
And we're not sure what that means, but it comes up a little bit later. And, um, but during this time, we see the, um, Lair, or what's his name? Jack. Jack going, uh, to, is talking to the military guy who, this is where we meet, um, Noah, uh, Eimerich, who, who plays Captain Nellick, or Colonel Nellick, who's the big, you know, military evil head guy. I will say, though, he is done quite well. He is. Of all the military, it's not like Transformers military guys where they're just like, you know, military babble mumbo jumbo bullshit. yeah yeah he is like he's real uh it reminds it's like a it's a silent sadistic type military guy he's not like a big heavy loud talker yeah military guy he's like very he's, like he's very methodical yeah. he's very like he's very calm very like, understanding just but then you get on his bad side he will just murder you it's, yeah it absolutely gives off that sort of vibe which yeah he does have a very, very good like you just feel kind of uneasy talking yeah. to him you know he can put on a smile but he's just like you're such a slimy yeah like, just, that's just, and so he's saying like the whole thing is like oh these guys are it's all air, airplane parts and it's you know it's it's they're the airplane airports. parts and so it's like it's nothing nothing to worry about you know there's nothing that you should concern yourself with and you know jack is like persistent it's like i got everyone like telling me that they're scared out of their minds and i got they gotta let they gotta know what's going on in their town he's like there's nothing to worry about but he he's a smart guy jack lamb is a smart guy you know he, he like keeps in his mind that, like this is cl- clearly this is not how things should be and you're not telling the truth you know he he cites but he can see bullshit like pretty easily yeah um so and then we uh charles says he write he wrote uh, another scene a couple more scenes for the movie and he called because he wants I, to use the train crash right he wants to use that and he knows that the footage is going to be good and so he calls um alice he wants her to be in the movie again and she says no but then he goes to her house and he's she's just like no and then they get an interaction between joe and the father um, father lewis who is um you know just like so like not he's not, not with it for it's 40 he's like i think i think i remember this uh what was it oh what's the young kid's name joe joe right he's he asks her to go to that oh i was just inviting her to a party uh-huh. and at first he's like yeah no he's not going to you she's not going to your party walks back in the house then comes back out yeah. realizes who he is and he's like don't ever ever come back to my house uh-huh. again he yeah. doesn't just, he just no. can't handle that. Yeah, and so Alice goes inside, and then she's like, "Then she's like, yep. I think she feels bad for him. Like that's absolutely. another like, thing where it's like, she's totally sympathetic. And you know, you could look at that and be like, why'd she switch? Because you know that that happened. Had that not happened, you know, they would now she has a reason to like go against to rebel against her like mm-hmm. seemingly abusive father. Yeah, and he's you know he's such an asshole to Joe, and she she's like, you don't deserve that. You know, you yep. I'll I'll do it for you if you want to. You know. I'll, I'll go against my father, you know, <laughs> and now, and also they realized that Dr. Woodward was, you know, the guy who got, who was in the crash and now they're looking for his files and they go and they want to use more production value. So they go take the film of the, uh, the scene outside his house, outside yeah. the house and Alice is there and they're all like, you know, doing the scene and, uh, he takes the camera, uh, when, uh, Jack comes back and, you know, talks to him, he's like, you know, I know about uh, Operation Walking Distance, and he's like, "Ooh!" And then you see Noah Emmerich's face yeah, just drop. like rain, and he's like, mm. "Yeah, I'm gonna have to deal with you." And he's like, "Yeah, is that the way it's gonna be?" And he walks away, and he takes uh, takes Joe with him, and he takes the camera, 
And Charles is like, yeah, so uh, that's technically your camera, but uh, that's also my film. Oh, the balls on that kid. <laughs> the balls on Charles. <laughs> never. Yeah. But he I'll also kind of does it in like a nice, like a like kind of nice concerning way. It's not like all the way up your ass, but it's just like, true. it's nice. Like, I, I get that that's your camera, but that's also my film. film. He's got his own priorities, you know. <laughs> um, and at the next scene in the at the house, you know, uh, Jack is like, you're not friends with Alice Danvar. Never be friends with Alice Danvar. You do not speak to her. She's never coming over to this house. You do not work with her. And, like, Joe, like, has it out. He's just like, she's nice to me. And he's like, I don't care, all right? And it's just this really good, that just, it, like, like makes the conflict, like, so... Right, like, and the subtext is great, because what he's basically saying is, I can't deal with this, mm-hmm. this issue of losing your mother, so I can't look at her father yeah. anymore. I can't look at that family anymore. And it's also kind of like, we're we have to be on the same page like you have to think what i think and you have to so i feel a little less lonely or yeah. insane you have to stay sometimes. with me yeah. yeah kind of thing and it's such a good character thing because again you un- you you hate it because you're with you you hate the fact that joe like is hearing this or like he's getting this shit because it's terrible but you can kind of understand where he's coming from you don't agree with it but you see his motivations and you see that he is very damaged by yeah. this and is like reacting very irrationally um but it like kind of pushes you forward to be like you know what go with alice you know go do your thing you know you just you, you feel so bad for him oh and they also found i didn't mention they found all these little cubes at the site and they were packaging them up right rubik's cubes is what yeah. they call them they found them but what i didn't notice is when so they take them home they look like rubik's cubes and then when he woke up the next morning it's a yeah, different yeah, shape oh, the shaky <laughs> well not even the shaky it's a different shape it was a perfect cube, and then it changed what the next it? morning. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. At least I thought. At least I think it. Yeah. It did. Um. So actually, it's those cubes is the re. Actually, that's what I use as kind of the reason is to because people going back to the train crash, how insane that was. You know, after hitting one truck, I feel like because those cubes do have like, they have like a sort of movement, or yeah, which isn't totally explain yet but you at that point you you see that they move and that that to me explains the erotic train crash like how and you know just how seemingly like the alien was like kind of reacting to it and like right maybe yeah to there like, was and like all the cubes were on the train and like yeah everything. it's and it was dispersing kind of, every car every yeah. freight car every yeah mm-hmm. yeah that that, yeah, that, doesn't that make sense. explains it for me and that's fair yeah um and then, and we also have people missing. We have the one woman with the curlers in her and a rose oh, yeah. in her. She's gone. And then we get the scene at the gas station. The gas station. The great scene at the gas station where uh, that the poor cop, kid. That poor kid, the cop comes and he's like, you're not being paid to listen to the radio. radio. Yeah, he, and this this is the sheriff, you know, he's the, uh, he's like the head of the, and he was so helping out. It's like, it's the army or it's the air force. No, let them do their thing. Yeah. You know, he's totally not with Jack Lamb. And then he gets abducted. And you see it from the perspective of the kid. You know, he's listening to his music. And then outside the that car, like, like, just gets, like, moved. No sort of mm-hmm. dramatic. You just see it happen. You do, they do it. a really good job of, like, um, like that. even that scene with the cop. And he goes outside and the electricity's, like, and all the dogs run by him. And, like, all the lights are, like, flickering. And, and there's, like, it's quiet. And you're, like, something's going to happen. And then, bam, the dumpster, dumpster gets, like, flown out. And cop disappears. And then the kid comes out. And then he disappears. And, like, uh, the the alien like rushes through the front of the store and you don't see it. It did a really good job of like hiding the alien. You only see like a little bit, just a little bit. And this took me a couple of times, but one time I finally noticed when the kids walk around, he's on, he sees the puddle 
and around the, it's the it's the gas it's the gas pump it's like the mm-hmm. gas uh, trigger picks it up but in the reflection of that puddle you see it mm-hmm. you see the alien there like, that's such a, that's a good subtle yeah. and then in the next scene uh kyle chandler goes uh jack lamb he goes to the gas station i love the wounds like or the guy's like yeah so uh i, I think this was like a bear, bear attack. attack you know it, 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 don't don't talk to him he's not he's not sheriff he's only the deputy you know and he's, and he's like literally just not paying any attention to these two people at all he's just like breezing right fucking past him and like getting all <laughs> it's great and look at that building a bear is not like the ceiling's like down. <laughs> it's like bent down in the was whole. Old. Yeah. What else do you think? <laughs> I know. Like, I just thought the... it was funny. Yeah, it was just no, like, it's just like a bear attack. Yeah, but like, uh, what kind of bear? That's a big ass bear. You know bear. what though? That's probably what I'd say. I'd go up there and I'd be like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But my only guess is bear. Yeah. If we like, do bears. something, something probably it's like two bears stacked on top of each Multiple other. Multiple bears. Yeah, they're all they're wearing a trench coat so they can get into the R-rated movie, but they went to the gas station first. And, yeah. Um. So, so yeah, people are people are going missing. And Charles wants to, and we also learned that um, Joe likes to build models. He builds like trains, right. and that's how they find out that the train was a military one because of the, um. Uh, there was like hooks on the on the train cars and he was able to know that and that's that's a very smart thing you see he's like crafty and he has his own passion and he's smart you know he has like a good like intuition to yeah and i i love that about his character you know he and and also i love the scene in the diner when they're all sitting there and um they're all they're all what are they talking they're talking about if they were talking they're thinking about what if it was woodward trying to commit suicide and they're all coming up with different ways how he could better commit suicide yeah exactly like that's yeah and then they were just like making fun of each other's like i'll have a coffee please Ooh, sophisticated shut up i like coffee no one likes coffee <laughs> or like uh oh, what it, something like carrie said to make fun of uh, martin because he was like so small or, or something like that it's like oh what does this mean it means this math head <laughs> Um, they have just such a great chemistry together. It's like, and then Charles is like, oh, "Can we blow up your train?" And he's like, "Yeah, I want to blow it up." And Carrie's just like, "Yeah, yeah, I want to blow it up." And he's like, "Yeah, sure, fine, whatever, you know." Um, and then and then Alice steps in there and is like, "You shouldn't." Let yeah, him. Alice comes over and probably the best scene in the movie or one of the best scenes in the movie. Alice comes over uh, late at night to Joe's um, house, and this is a very very humanizing scene. You know, he, she sneaks in. They watch the film with a mom, and it's so sweet. And it's like, you know, she used to look at me in a way that I wasn't like an outcast or I was, you know, something special. And, you know, she starts crying. She's, and we find out that her dad was drunk that morning and called in sick, and she took the shift. And she almost, I, I feel like she almost feels partly responsible. You know, she feels bad. You know, I, not like that she should, because she, there's no way she is responsible, but it's, she feels. It's that kind of, it's the burden. Of your parents that kids sort of inherit it's, yeah. or at least they feel they inherit yeah she definitely has some it, it like hurts her and she's like you know she just feels so bad and, and it's where she says oh god the, the great line she's like she he is he and she she admits that he wishes it was him that uh-huh. ha- that was in this accident and then she said and then she's like and sometimes I do too. Yeah. And like that's a and, oh, and just like is... you don't say that he's your dad, and then she's just silent. Both performances in that scene and overall are so good. Like Ella Fanning, this is like I remember I was like, she kind of looks like Dakota Fanning and it's her sister. Yeah. But like she's so good and like she's her own, you know, she really gives it her all in this movie. And you know, 
a lot of child performances, especially around like the teen years, can be like kind of iffy. Yeah, there. But everyone in this movie just brings it, and especially Joe and Alice, they're so good, and they work so well together. They do great chemistry. They're they're Joel Courtney. Come on, man, get out there. Come on, get out there, man. Please, you're good. (laughs) And then at the end of that, the uh, cube starts shaking and just goes. Out out the wall, you know, and just perfect like, hole in the wall. Perfect hole, yeah. How uh, and we see in that hole, and we see the, uh, the water tower. The water tower, yep. And I'd also like to point out one scene that I kind of liked um, when Joe comes home earlier that night, and the cops are all sitting around the table, um, and Jack's like, I uh, put a couple of slices in the fridge for, you. and the guy's <laughs> like, Oh, sorry, I ate those. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I ate those. I, I was I was hungry. <laughs> um. So the next day, and also after the scene when uh, Joe has his fight, he goes um, to the the graveyard to visit his mom's grave, and we see the sort the, of like a like in, something in, this, in the garage, just like, it's like yeah, the garage, the cemetery, and there's dirt just piling mm-hmm. up there yeah. against the windows, and we see the uh, walking distance is going to be in effect. They have killed Doctor Woodward because he wouldn't give them information. We see that they have a past. Him and. Uh, Nellick, yeah, and he doesn't, you know, he's very true, and he has like a bandage like around his like head. That's it. But like regardless, um, he's trying to get information from him, and you know, he's just not telling him anything. You know, just is completely sealed. You know, and we're kind of like trying to put it together in our head. It's like, so he's been a part of this project. So what? What they, is the problem? And we still, we, we still haven't no seen the alien yet, and it's awesome. <laughs> like, you know, it's like the best thing about it's like Jaws. You know, you don't Jaws see or the, the shark until like an hour and twenty minutes into the movie. Like, or or a uh, more recent example, Godzilla. Which yeah. there was a that was like that was a complaint of a lot of people. Yeah. It's like oh, there wasn't enough, and it's like, but at least in because the first it builds up because of the build up, it's. That much better. Mm. It feels so much better. I, I say it's like fully realized here. Like right. it's done so yeah. well, and I'm like just so invested in the characters. And so they go kill Woodward. Kill Woodward, and you know Nellick is like you know the evil man, and we see his true motives now. And then walking distance is in effect. So what do they do? So they burn the field, and to get everyone to evacuate. And Alice has now gone missing. You know she goes home. Alice has gone missing. Ooh, I do remember this. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, Deputy Lamb. Uh-huh. He was called to have a meeting with uh, Noah Emmerich's character, the Nellick. Nellick, yeah. Colonel Nellick. Uh, shows up to the base, instantly arrested. Yeah, he's arrested. So there's more shady shit going more down. More shady and shit. And so they. Um, so, so when Alice leaves, he, she goes home, and then her dad is like, if you want to just leave, just leave like your mom. Just be like your mom and leave. And it's clear that he's damaged, obviously, even more so. That, like, brings his character down. He's not like. And alcohol. Oh, he, he is an alcoholic, but he's like not like the stereotypical. I think he has a lot of depth to him, and I, he and I does. Think, but he also cares about his daughter. It's right. clear he he's wants not to, an angry drunk. He's a sad drunk. He's not like the dad. He's just like ah, whatever. But he's like he's a yeah. He's a sad. He's a sad drunk. That's a good way to put it. And then so she runs out, gets on her bike. He crashes the car, and you know is trying to find her. But then the alien abducts her, and it's like driving him crazy like driving him crazy and now his daughter's just gone you know it's right. like the worst thing he wanted oh he you know? goes through this so much he crashes the car and then sees his daughter gets abducted yeah. he's, oh my god him running through the streets his blood just curling out of his mouth mm-hmm. oh, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's, hard. So it's heartbreaking it is it is you feel bad for him and so now there's another now we have to now there's another objective we have to find Allie but everyone Ooh. in the town is being evacuated because of the fire so everyone's just going 
you know, no questions asked. They're all just like getting out. And rightfully so. I mean, it's a wildfire. But like, so they're leaving and they go to um, Charles is with Joe. But then we find out. So they get the film developed and Charles kind of this is a, the one scene in my mind where I'm a little 50 50 on. So they come back and they put and Charles is being, you know, kind of a he's got he's kind been, of an yeah, attitude he's getting, now because he's like, you know, I'm sorry I didn't let you, you know. Uh, sorry I let you blow up my tree and yeah. then he's all pissy. And, yeah. and he's like, why? He's like, because I like Alice too, you know. Uh, and, you, you know, you like her. And the worst thing is like, you know, she likes you back. And I'm 50 50 on this scene. And here's why. One, because on one hand, I'm like, it's a quick scene. It's something small. It's not really brought up again. And if, if I was 13 at that point and something like that happened, I can see why a lot of 13-year-olds would act that way. But on the other hand, you know, it's one scene and it's really quick and it's not brought up again. And it's... You're trying to kind of give these characters a little bit more of a mature themes to deal with, like parental loss right, and things like right. that. Um, and I'm not sure if it fully fit that aspect I think of I was I okay know. with it because maybe not that specific subplot, but it adds something to a bit of uh, Charles's character. Like this sort of like control, like because he's you know he's the director of the group, and that leads him to have like a little bit of a controlling aspect between all of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that includes like you know that's how he's gonna get this girl he likes. Uh, but then he, I think towards the end, and this comes in the later scene in the in the neighborhood ambush, when like Mar I think Martin like during the explosion, Mar Martin breaks his leg. He's got to stay behind. Yeah. He's got to stay behind for him and not go save Alice. Yeah. I feel like that's a grow. I feel like that adds to a, like a growing point for him. Mm -hmm. You know, from the, uh, you know, I'm sad about this girl, but now I'm going to let the person who does, she does like go rescue mm -hmm. him. I feel like, like that's a little bit of, of an power arc. change. Yeah. 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 It's a power change that I'm, that I think that was kind of shown there that, that I feel like that's why they added a little romantic that's supply. Fair. That's fair. I don't know. I feel like that's why they always okay fast and like, I got yeah, you. I, I get it. That's it's, actually a lot of the, the ending of this movie is very, it feels fast. Uh huh. So, but then they see the alien going yes, off the train and that's how it kind of comes. Like, oh, it's all coming together. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's all coming together. And so they, so they leave and they get on the bus and they get out of the, they go to like the military outpost and they're hanging out there. And then he runs into Lewis Danbar and is like, she took, like, she, they, they took her. And now <laughs> Joe's like, I know exactly what to do. And so, and then we see uh, Jack Lamb, he's in the, he's in his cell and he has to go pee. And then he beats the shit out of the one guy <laughs> and takes his uniform. And I love that shot where he's running and it turns around and he's got the beret on. I was like, yeah, Jack yeah, Lamb, fucking go, awesome. man, fucking go. And Jack Lamb. So the whole plot is that the military wants to get everyone out of the town and like have them evacuated and then capture the alien ads for their own means. So if they're not putting they're actually it's kind of interesting because they're not putting the townspeople in danger, the general public. Right. You know, they're trying to more so focus on the alien aspect of it. And just get their creature and back. I but you still think they're the bad guys because of their other motives, but they're not trying to hurt. they have killed. Their they leader has killed someone. Yeah, At definitely... least their leader is. They're, they're, the leader is the one with the like the alternative motives. Yeah. The rest, I feel like, I don't really have any sort of animosity towards because, you know, they're like the yes men. They do what they're told. Yeah, That's exactly. how that works. But, uh, but their main thing, it's not like to take over the town. Take over the town? No, because you can't. That's a little tougher yeah. to hide. You it's know? more like... Once the, gotta, more casualties, more mm -hmm. questions will be asked. Exactly. Yes, yeah, we can. Smart move on your part, yeah, evil job. military. Yeah, good, good job. Good job, Abrams. Um, 
And so they have this plan, and I love the relationship between Charles and his sister because it's just so funny, <laughs> you know. And she, um, so it, so they have this whole thing. It's like they're switching, you know, for babysitting, so she can go to the party. And and now it's like I need you to do this. So it's like I need you to talk to him and get him to use her car. So we and we, I need you to talk to him, and I'll like I will babysit for two weeks. So you go to Wendy's stupid party, and she's like, really, you will do that? And she's like, yes. Oh my God, shut your ugly face and help us. You know? <laughs> so great such a great line and she's like does it have to be him and she goes over and is like hey I'm feeling weird and, <laughs> and you don't, the, and they, they don't mention who it is yeah, I and love they just it. show they, Donnie's face it's so great and, like, and he just looks behind him and is like what yeah, what like, me oh man yeah and so he's like I know this is a really weird way to start a relationship but can I ask a favor and so so there are rules to being in my car rules man yeah and so they get in the car and they go to um they're driving to the school because they want to find, they still need to find Woodward's records to know what this thing is. And the town hasn't found it, or the Air Force, they never found it because they were searching in his house and they couldn't find it. They searched the school, they couldn't find it. But what they didn't, they didn't search the dungeon. The dungeon. Yeah, which was referenced earlier in the day. The um, dumpster in which, or like the cage in which he would take all his students, you know, belongings if mm-hmm. they were messing around with it. Which was a nice, nice little detail. Yeah, but it's also interesting because he only took, like, electronic things. He d- mm, he d- because that's what, like, kind of... That's what the alien liked. He d- it, yeah. They used, the, uh, they used metal, electronic things. So yeah. anything metal. That's why he kept saying, I want my electronic football back, you know? Um, and so they're driving there and they're trying to figure shit out. And then uh, Donnie's like, shut up! So what kind of music does your sister like? And she, he's like, I don't fucking know. Disco? He's like... I could get back into this guy. <laughs> and so he's like, Do you know? He's like, How are we gonna get in? The town isn't there. he's like, Oh, we have a secret way and turns and like go and so they get to the they get to the school and this is at the point where Charles becomes kind of like the He's nervous the, the nervous character. Yeah, he becomes was. like the leader who's actually who just refused to like yeah. acknowledge his nervous and he's like oh my god we're in the like we're in the we're in the school who breaks into his school on yeah. this Saturday no one does that idiots do yeah and then they break it open and it's <laughs> just like yeah it's fine we're good <laughs> and so they go in and they get the shit and, and one moment I love so they're reading the records and Carrie's just like playing he's game. playing he's like, Ca- he's like Carrie he's just like what what he's a what <laughs> and so they find out they watch this film that um the the cubes are used for like shape shifting Right. Yeah. Um, and the Air Force wanted to take over the plans, and Don and the, the doctor Woodward was like, "No, you know, this has to be like we have to do more tests on this." And he made like a connection with him when the that's how they communicate. I remember mm-hmm. the touch. And yeah. ever since then, he re- and then that's what then it became Woodward's mission, so forth to set yeah. him free, exactly, allow him to go back home. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what was causing. He wanted, him yeah, he wanted to help him. Yeah, but the Air Force was just there to like you know kind of do their yeah. own thing fuck um, it up yeah exactly and so so they're in the school and the air force guys run right past donnie who's smoking in his car and <laughs> oh shit yeah, oh shit yeah oh, so shit. they they uh they arrest the guys and they take joe's locket you know i'm not really any sure. sort of i yeah i think i don't i'm not really sure why no, well, i probably think it was a more because he recognized him oh, as the deputies said, kid I, oh yeah didn't he say like Empty your pockets. Empty your pockets. Yeah, empty your pockets. Any sort of weapons. Uh-huh. Finds all of Carrie's so. firecrackers, which is yeah. terrific. Which is yeah. <laughs> and so they put him on a bus, and uh, they're driving along, and the alien attacks the bus. Um, and it's a really good like this is a good like tension filled scene because it's like it's a confined space, it's a small space, and they, so they 
it hits the bus and it's like lopsided like Die Hard 4 yeah. and then it falls back and the tires pop and it's just kind of like just rolling in and the guy comes up and just like I'll go out and check it and it's like quiet and you're like and you go and this was one moment of writing where it's like you, I, I feel like you could have said something else but the guy so the guy goes and he's like alright I'm, I'm gonna go and he's, uh, this is also what Carrie's, he's like, what kind of gun is that? And Carrie's like, it's, there. it's like, it's like this one. He's like, all right, I get it. Shut up. You know, and it's like, they're not shooting guns. They're shooting like darts or they're not shooting bullets. They're shooting like like darts or something like that. And they want to tranquilize it. They don't want to kill it. Yeah. So they're, cause you know, why would you do that? Yeah. So the one guy goes and he gets to the door, the door opens and it's quiet. And then he goes, Sir, is there any uh, specific spot on the body you want to hit it? Ah! It's like, you could have said something completely different. It would have made it so much better. Like, he literally... Sir, do you want to have it? Like, he could have just been like... He could have literally... All he could have said was just like, Sir, and then something would have happened. I, like, such a specific question. Like, uh, is there any uh, specific part of the body you want me to shoot him at? It's just like, you could have... It, it almost... It, it, makes no, it, like, it makes it almost comical. Like, almost. It's I think still, that was It's still creepy because it, like, comes out of nowhere. But, like, I don't know if the comedic moment of, at that point... I, I, I was for it. Because <laughs> it's not, like, a horror-horror. You know, it's a, it's a fun... Th- <laughs> it's a thriller. And that's where... I'm the- not saying it should be a horror movie. I'm just saying I, I just don't know if that comedic... I got because you. That was. It seemed like it was going for like a big laugh, and it was really kind of not like the big place for a big laugh. You know what I mean? And so they're fighting, and like, uh, it's the the things getting closer inside the bus, and they have to find their way out. And uh, the guy who was first killed had the keys, so they can't get out. And Nelik, Nelik actually tries to get them out, but he can't. But he does. And so that's kind of interesting. Still got me. mixed feelings. Yeah. He could have also just been planning to get them out, so because where he was, he would have been like screwed. That's He's probably true. trying to get where yeah, they are because they're safe. In. Yeah, and so they realize that there's broken glass up, so they break the glass and they go. And it was funny; they like encourage him to like break the glass, He's like "Come on, do it, you pussy!" And he hits it with his elbow <laughs> and it crashes down on them. And so they get out, and it's like it's one of those things like "Go, go, 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 go!" And they're like they're going, they're going. And I think like when Charles goes up, he kicks Carrie in the face by accident. <laughs> Um, I like to believe that that was mm-hmm. not intended. Yeah, and so the they get out and Nellick is shooting uh, at the alien who's coming closer and closer, and he and he stops and the alien like kills him. So as opposed to everyone else in the town who's been taken, I think this is kind of like giving an emotional aspect. This yeah. introduces the emotional aspect of the alien because the alien now kills and that's like a revenge thing because like Nellick has done some shit. I think it's also because he killed all those other military guys too. Mm-hmm. He recognizes I think the uniform. Yeah. And he recognizes that well I guess when they were like you know testing him experimenting he just remembers that visual yeah. of the he uniform. Has, he has an enemy. Yeah. So it's anyone that, who looks like mm-hmm. this. Yeah and that's cool and to call back to that comedic moment I was just saying that didn't work the best comedic moment in the entire film is Donnie pulls up. He's like, oh, you guys, you're alive. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. So good. Like, one of the best what the fucks in movies. It's so good. Yeah. And he's like, all right, could you get us into town? All right, I can't. But just so you know, I am massively stoned right now. Yeah. Do you want me to drive? Yeah. And who, who drives? Like, Joe. Joe's, Joe's driving. driving the whole. And so they go um, back to someone's house i can't remember whose house i think they know they stop by some some girl's house they know to just like what was it oh yes i remember they they go into town 
they were planning to go in the cemetery. They just drive to get out of the car because there's so much carnage going on. So they feel like it's mm-hmm. safer if they go on foot. Remember, they try to wake up Donnie before they get out of the car. He's so stoned, he's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Remember and this? My favorite comedic moment. It was like, he's too stoned. And then Martin just brilliantly just states, drugs are so bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's because that's when they're in some house and the it just explodes. Yeah, the wall. It's just like, bam. They just like get blown back. Yeah, and they run and the, everything in the, it's just complete carnage in all of the neighborhood. And like the tank gets pushed over and they're running and running. And Martin's leg gets broken. And that's when you say that like yeah, Charles. Yeah, that's when Charles like, comes, does that whole, it's the, it's the power change. That's mm-hmm. when he is like, no. You go save her. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, they're, they're running, and Carrie and uh, Joe go to that. And, and, and Charles is like, all right, this is going to hurt a lot. And Martin goes, ah, and he goes, Martin, I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That yeah. And so they go to the house that we saw earlier by the graveyard with, right. the, with the dirt. And so they open it up, and there's a giant, like, chasm. Giant hole. Yeah. And so they get down, and... Um, and if we go back to the uh, military outpost, Joe or uh, Jack Lamb is now back um, with the Green Beret, and he takes the man or he takes um Lewis away from the Lewis other Tanner, uh, yeah. there's uh, berets, and he's like, I have strict orders from Staff Sergeant to, uh, uh, from Colonel Nellick to take this man back to safety. He's like, It's all your Staff Sergeant. They don't really question. He's like, What are you doing? Yeah, we're gonna find our kids. Yeah, we'll find our kids. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And then later in the car when they're driving, it's this is a really good moment because he's just like. I'm really sorry that it was all my fault. It shouldn't like that's all that needed. It was the line that that's all he needed to hear. And, and, and then he was just like, just an accident. Yeah. And then full circle, full, full character arc for, for Jack lamb. So good. Elliot just said one line. It's just like, just an all Lewis had to say, all he had to say to him, which I feel like that's what he would have said. He was all the way back to the beginning of the movie. He was trying, that's what he wanted to say. He was trying too hard. And then this was like, and this is a theme that we'll talk about a lot about closure and moving on. But finally he, it was too, too early. I think he didn't, he wasn't ready to hear anything like that, especially from, he knows that it was like his fault. That's not what you want to hear right away. Yeah. When you especially know that there was a very specific person and that's technically responsible. You don't really want to hear, I'm sorry, from the random way. You yeah. want, I don't know, you want no. to be punished in a, in a way. Exactly. And I think that, yeah, he finally, he was ready to move on. He was just like, yeah, it was just an accident. It's yeah. fine. Closure, you know, full closure. And so they, so Donnie and Carrie climb down the hole and they're like going through and then they get to the middle and it's like the spaceship's being built and they're, uh, all of their friends are like kind of hanging down and they find Alice and the, you see the, the sheriff, the, woman, the curlers, you know, all these people. Um, and so they have to, and the aliens moving around and he takes someone. I'm not sure. I think like the kid from the convenience store or something. And then they're like, Oh, there's Alice. Okay. We got to create a stretch. So, uh, carry light off all your shit. He's going to light off all those fireworks and he has to run in a really, really great scene. Um, tension filled because the aliens coming, he has to light the lighter and then he lights it right. and then just, Everything goes off, and he just runs, and he's just as going. he's about to eat. I remember the alien's about to eat Alice. Yeah, with like right in hand, mm-hmm. and then stops and goes. I always kind of thought about why he didn't just you know quickly be like, oh, what's that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just right, yeah, right there. Yeah, I, I, I had to set it down. I'm gonna savor the savor yeah, exactly, her. and so Which is dinner. <laughs> and so he's running, carries, and then Joe's like, I gotta, okay, they go, and and I I love this moment because it's I don't know. There's just something about it that I just love. And he's trying to wake Alice up. He's like, wake up, wake up. And he's like, Ugh. 
and he like lifts his hand and he doesn't even want to look. He's like, I don't want to do this. And then he slaps her awake. And it's and it's so good just for me that he was just like, he really didn't want to do that. Right. But it was literally the only way. That, and it was just like, oh, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. <laughs> and so she wakes up and she's like, oh my God, where am I? And like, she says that now, like she has the connection with him. Right, like like that. Um, Doctor Woodward. That's what he said. said. As they're running out of the, it just it's scared and it wants to go home. Yeah, exactly. I kind of, I feel like they kind of they brushed over it a little bit. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. It worked. Just brushed maybe a little bit. Was he like eating? Uh, he was eating a person as they walked in. Yeah. Okay. It was. I feel like they kind of brushed over that, and then when they're running out and they get the, you know, the cop and the woman with the curlers, they get yeah. pulled back. So I don't know if I'm they not died. sure. I feel like they were just thrown out uh-huh, of there. That's, maybe. Yeah. I remember, and then I remember the sheriff. This seems to be a common jump, uh, like this is the common like occurrence in this film is that a character is speaking and then is interrupted by a very loud jump yeah. scare, whether it yeah. be like the monster. Or, but it's like, not like it, a false jump scare, which I no, like. It's yeah. not, yeah, it's not false. Mm-hmm. And but then there's like, like for example, like the house came in and like Joe's talking, boom, boom. yeah, sheriff's exactly. talking, we got to get out of here, boom, yeah. There's a and lot. So of now that. they're being chased by the the alien they're running, and then they stop, and this is a great moment, and. Joe's like, just go home. You know, you can leave. Just go. I under- and then the alien picks him up. He's like, I know it's what like, it means to hurt. And, he, then he and he's like, I understands. understand that, like, bad things happen, but it's not mean they're not going to be bad forever. And it's I like, love the, the creature's change in the eyes. Yeah. They, like, it's, his eyes almost, like, get bigger. Become, like, almost human. Like, they're <laughs> very, like, oh. Yeah. And he's like, I understand bad things happen, but it's going to be it's gonna be okay. And it's like they sympathize at that point. And so he puts him down and then runs off, and they're able to escape. Uh, and they all meet up in the in the, in the, town the sort of town square, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a great a great moment. The power comes back on. All of the um, the water tower um becomes all of the metal objects and like things. And I love the guy who like gets picked up by the gun. It is he's like, holding on to it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Drops. Um, and so all like the metal and electronics go to the water tower and it forms this spaceship. Very beautiful CGI yeah. looking. Um, all the cubes like burst out of their uh, burst yeah. out of their trucks because the one just... cube went and made a dent at the water tower. Right. And so there, that's like the culmination. It becomes a spaceship, and um, Jack comes back and hugs his son. He's like, "I got you, I got you." And that's like you know reunited and same with Alice and her, and her dad. dad. And so they hug, and then the spaceship becomes and it lifts up. And goes out into the sky, and it fades to black. Not before one last final lens flare. It's true. Then it very true. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, oh jeez. Oh, Let's talk analysis. Because I think one thing that this movie excels at is its writing. Because it's a great story. You got the alien aspect there. But and there's a lot great to... Great characters. Great characters. Great, well-written characters. There's not a character that I really honestly like. think they're like, that's a bad character. Not like a bad, but like, like, there's like, like the, There are more fleshed out characters. And then there's like, you know, oh, this is like the that character like yeah. that type like of. charles sister is not that fleshed out but we get you know it's baseline it's and believably she's funny told and, she, and i'm like that's yeah. i'm sold i'm sold yeah. that is a believable yeah exactly um i think that the a major theme about this obviously is like um dealing with trauma and you know recovering from that 
Right. Because like the full thing, and at the end, the one thing we didn't talk about is that his locket, his locket goes up. That is the and last he, and, and he final can't, piece. And he can't like he doesn't want to let go, but he does. And that was kind of like you know both of them were grieving so hard throughout this movie, and that was kind of the last moment where you know Charles had his or um, Jack had his arc with Lewis in the car, and he understands. And then Joe. And then at the has, end, Joe. It's sort of like his. It's his like his arc with his mom, who's not his, there but is his his memory, yeah. yeah. And she'll always be there, but like, you know, she has to let that go. It, that's like the last. That's the thing he's held on to the most, and it's kind of like his burden to bear, and he just kind of lets it go. Um, and it's very sweet. And I think that's a, a big thing that a lot of people can relate to is either you know parental issues or like parental just parental relationships in general because you know they're always there or like sometimes that's not the best relationship but they're always there yeah you know and like he didn't have to put that in this movie he didn't but he did and i really like that he did i think he did because as part of this this film definitely does read like a like a like a sort of love letter to the spielberg era when Mm -hmm. he thrived Mm -hmm. and that was definitely a big not to say it's like any less like any less personal, but that that family factor, the the struggling family factor, was a big factor of that time. Yeah. So I think I think he knew that tapping into that, tapping into that era also meant tapping into the sort of issues that families faced at yeah. that time. And yeah, and everyone, yeah, at that time or like even now, like a lot of families are just like you know uh, like constantly going through shit. Like every family does, and it's and while right. we don't all have like. You know, like a family member who has passed away very closely or abruptly. Well, fa- yeah, yeah, not everyone, but like we can all relate to it in some way. There are or kids move- with like who don't have certain. They're not per se dead per se, but they have you know families that they have parents who aren't with them. You know, that aren't there. You know, you know they divorced or they left or something like that. Yeah, there's always there's something for everyone to relate to. It's a very you know whatever it may be. You know, we all have a family. And we can all, we all have those, you know, poor times or like even just like we've all gone through something almost like traumatic or a bad time, but we can't get stuck in it. You know, we can't endlessly spiral down into that form of like, this happened to me and I'm never going to move on. Because if you think like that, then you won't. And this movie has a lot about, you know, moving on. He finds, you know, Joe finds like the, there's like that almost like Romeo and Juliet thing where it's like two sides, you know, they like kind of form together kind of thing and they're able to confine in each other and work well and they both help each other. Same with Lewis and Jack, you know, they, they help each other and it's like push, like they, you know, they, they, they form together and they, 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 you wouldn't think like, cause you know, Jack and Lewis, they're so, they're just not compatible and, uh, but they, they need each other, you know, to get to a better point. And, uh, and just being able to move on, you know, is that like, that's kind of the big thing that like at the end he says, you know, it's bad sometimes, but you're going to be okay and you're going to push through. And that's a very, you know, universal theme, I think. Yeah. Now it's time uh, for the last thing we have to do is to rate the movie. Uh, uh, where does it lie for you? And give me a quick, I gotta give it quick, a, give um, me a quick synopsis why you give it the medal that you give it. I gotta say, I gotta give it a gold. Mm-hmm. It's so... I, I I definitely I have to commend this movie for it being the thing it being the reason I do what I want to do yeah and that will always that will never change yeah I'll always read that movie uh, I will say having watched it a few times I noticed that like they're only it's only the the smallest of flaws yeah that is that it does I do feel it it's a little fast at the end sometimes the the the, the hecticness between the bantering of all the kids 
can just, it can be a little much sometimes. It's very, because, you know, it's very much of this time of our modern area. We're very kinetic, very hectic. And there's a lot of that. Yeah. And it kind of feels like this. But other than that, I feel, I love the score. I love the performances. The writing's great. Uh, and I love, yeah, I just love the the camaraderie feeling against all of all the friends. Because yeah. that's what I really wanted after I saw this movie. It's like, I I want to be I I I want to be like that. Yeah. And that feeling is is still with me and and that's because of this movie. So that's yeah, that's my gold. That's I why it's gold. I am also going to give it a gold. It's uh I will say it's probably one of my favorites in like maybe top 20, top 30 because of how special it is to me. I feel the same right. that it kind of inspired me to continue on with art and it started making me think about being behind the camera or you know that aspect of it. Um, it kind of it was one of those that triggered it that right. and like the social network to switch from being acting to directing and writing um performance is all fantastic there's not a bad egg in the movie there really is. um so well written the dialogue and the story it's so engaging and um heartfelt it's got a lot of heart in it um the minor flaws not like i said not big things that one scene that we talked about a couple smaller like nitpicky right. things mainly nitpicky things um and another thing that i didn't mention um like we already said cinematography is great um but there are times where i feel like it's a little dark like not in story but like Eyes, lit, yeah. lit wise there are times where it's like is that like i actually turned off i was watching it in pitch black last night because i wanted that feeling but it was yeah. also like oh it's it seems a little you can see like a, a little, little gray you don't see like true like a black you see sometimes it's like a little like, like especially when they're in the when Alice and Lewis are in the house before she leaves, um, to yeah. before she gets abducted, it's a little. I know it's at night, but it's like really dark. Sometimes really dark, it's just like, yeah. and it's not to the point of like I can't see what's going on, but it's like it's a little dark. Um, but the the score also so good, especially so, at the end. I, Michael Giacchino. I hum it all the time. Yeah, it's, it's so it's so good. Um, and uh, because and it's very original and I it has a great rewatchability factor which we said uh, and so and it's not like I said it's not a perfect movie but I think it will always be one that is special to me and so for that reason I will give it a gold yeah all right that's gonna right do on. it for yeah thanks for coming on the show Liam oh no problem this was this was fun yeah I enjoyed this um, that's gonna do it for this episode of frankly I love movies uh, as always you can check us out on uh, social media leave us a comment leave a rating whatever it is uh, I would love the feedback uh, and other than that tune in in two weeks for a very special episode with another special guest until then I'm Josh Wall and frankly I love movies I love movies